WDBM East Lansing. Bringing you sports from NBA to NHL to NFL and more. But more importantly, bringing you the full rundown on MSU Spartan Sports. We cover it all. Get us on the phone at 432-3893. And now, the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact Exposure. Welcome into the basement. Mom always said it's not how you start. That's how you finish. This is the Spartan Sports Wrap. A little delayed start, but we appreciate your patience. And, hey, why not kick it to a few more Impact Jams before we get going? First off, our number, 517-432-3893. Our email address, wide open all hour and always open for your questions or comments. WDBMSports at gmail.com. Alongside Brigitte Chiroyan, what's going on? Not that much. Just trying to get through finals week and on to Christmas break. Yeah, those of you studying for finals, thanks for taking time out of your night. If those of you on your way home from work, still at work, about to go into work, we appreciate you tuning in to the Spartan Sports Wrap right here on Impact 89 FM. Just for your information, the Spartan Sports Wrap will be on vacation, a well-deserved vacation for the next two <laughs> weeks. The 17th and the 24th of this month, we will not be on the air. But, folks, I will be going to Orlando, Florida for the Champ Sports Bowl, courtesy of WDBM. And Dr. Gary Reed. So, here's what I need you to do. In the days heading up, the 26th, 27th, 28th, heading up and the day of the bowl game, uh, it appears there will be postings on our website, impact89fm.com. Go to the Spartan Sports Rat page. Um, I'm going to send updates back to East Lansing to our guy, Ed Glazer, who handles our web stuff. We're going to have updated web content daily from Orlando, players, coaches, and game day. We're going to have post-game interviews, post-game players. So be sure to check out impact89fm.com for all your bowl information. Um, I'm sure you'll see some changes to the website uh, within the next few weeks. We're working on hashing out the details there, but I will be in Orlando. The one thing I can promise you, I will come back with tons of content, win or lose. I'm saying win. I'll have tons of content from the whole week, courtesy of WDBM. Fly me down to sunny Orlando. Live in the dream. <laughs> Live in the dream. Lucky. But if you'd like to join us, 517, anything sports tonight, I'm opening it up. It's my last show until the 31st. My last show till the 31st. Call us up, 517-432-3893. How about that beat at the beginning of the show? One of the best intros. Car takes off. It's good stuff. <laughs> good stuff. Late start, but we're getting to a strong finish. Uh, we're going to 8 o'clock here, followed by the Jazz Spectrum. Uh, first off, I got a little clip. It's called Teams for Toys. Michigan State student-athletes yesterday, over 20 sport teams gathered at the Smith Center on campus. They wrapped gifts that they raised funds for to give to local families that were less fortunate and couldn't afford gifts. It's a great endeavor. It did a story encompassing the whole effort. Talked to Angela Howard. She works over at the Smith Center with the student-athletes. And I even got to catch up with one student-athlete in particular. And here's the story. Teams for Toys, Michigan State student-athletes doing a great endeavor for the community here in the holiday season. gifts for the Teams for Toys Endeavor Sunday at the Clara Bell Smith Student-Athlete Academic Support Center on campus. The five-year tradition gives Spartan student-athletes an opportunity to raise money, buy, wrap, and deliver gifts to less fortunate families in the greater East Lansing area. Representatives from each team serve on the Student-Athlete Advisory Committee, or SAC, and team with Angela Howard, the Director of Student-Athlete Development, 
to coordinate the highly anticipated event. This is actually one of our student athletes' favorite events. Um, they get they really get into it. Um, I'm just really impressed with how large it's gotten. It's grown every year. The kids really take ownership of it and put a lot into it. So I'm, I'm just very pleased with how much it's grown. And we plan to do this all year. Um, it's basically set for the Sunday, the wrapping party for the gifts. We have a party or just basically where all the teams come and they wrap their presents together. And that's always the Sunday before finals week. So it's an annual event. The students know about it. It's the fifth year, so you, we've already gone through a whole class of kids. You're now into, you know, it, it's it's they they know about it. They hear about it from the upperclassmen and everyone gets involved. Howard also says that this is an extremely rewarding event for all involved. I think the reward just from knowing that they're touching lives of the community, of children in the community, of the families, um, when they deliver the presents, just, just the looks on the children's face and even the parents, how thankful they are. In addition to raising funds, numerous teams donated sports-specific gifts, like the hockey team which donated commemorative national championship hockey sticks to each child that would be receiving gifts. Women's soccer sophomore Jen Ulmer was one student-athlete involved and helped her team raise $245 for the event. It's always one of our favorite activities. It's um, one of the things we do where we get to see like the results of um, how it, these families are affected by the money we raise. and It's always exciting to get to see when we drop the presents off, how excited the kids are about it and just how much the families appreciate it. It's really great to get to see the whole athletic department come together on this and you get to see the magnitude of the number of people who are affected by this. Like Howard, Ulmer finds the event extremely rewarding. I'd have to say my favorite part is just getting to see how excited the families are that receive this because even though we don't feel like we're giving a lot to them, they're excited by just even the little bit that we're able to give to them because they don't get that much else for Christmas. This year, the teams came together to raise well over $4,000 for the event, and the funds went towards purchasing gifts for over 20 families. Well, that's a great story. Great to hear our student-athletes, like Brigitte just said over the break, just doing things on and off the court. Your thoughts on that? It's got to be great to see that. I mean, it's nice. It does. It speaks to the quality of the type of players that we have on the Michigan State sports teams. Uh, that's just, it's a nice thing. You know, Christmas is hard for some people. Not everybody is as fortunate. So it's nice that our teams take the time and do great things with, you know, with who they are. Well, if you'd like to get in touch with us tonight, Brigitte and myself, Dan Duggar, 517-432-3893 is the number. The email address, wdbmsports at gmail. Com. Don't forget, no Spartan sports wrap the next two weeks. Keep that in mind for all those thirsting for some SSW, as we call it. But as we talked about on November 12th, if you don't believe me, go listen to the podcast archives. We said on this show that the Tigers would be going after Dontrell Willis. I did not say Miguel Cabrera. Can't lay claim on that. But they would go after Dontrell Willis. And guess what? Who is a Tiger today? Dontrell Willis. I'm a prophet. Holler at me. <laughs> no. But as we discussed Nearly a month ago, the Tigers would go after Dontrell Willis. Little did I know, the Tigers would also go after Miguel Cabrera. Yes, we traded away our youth. Cameron Mabin, Andrew Miller, two great prospects, traded away our backup catcher. But guess what? We got youth relatively young. I think both players are under the age of 26. Longevity is the name of the sport, baseball. Roger Clemens rel getting it rel relatively getting it done at his old age, and be getting paid. So these guys have a decade-plus barring injury to play. 
Yes, they have some contractual issues with player options, things like that coming up in the near future. But guess what? We got one of the best GMs in the game, Dave Dombrowski. We got one of the best owners in the Illich family willing to spend the money. And people say, you know, there's only so much building for the future you can do. When you have certain players that are in their prime, Pudge tailing off his prime a little bit. Kenny Rogers can still get it done, not in his prime. Uh, you have a Justin Verlander in his prime, a Bonderman. Our starters are tremendous. Bullpen, not so much. Let's be honest. Let's Todd be- Jones has, has it all. Uh, you see, the Tigers probably trade Brandon Inch for some bullpen, bullpen help. But I'm no Tigers expert, but I will say this. When you have the opportunity, when you have the recipe for World Series, you've got to get it done. Get the pieces, win while you can. I point back a few years back when Joe Dumars drafted uh, the the Victory Cigar. What was his name? The big Bosnian guy. Oh. Um. So quickly we forget. Darko Milicic. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> when Joe Dumars drafted Darko Milicic, I had a chance to talk to Joe Dumars. And he said, I made the right decision because we won a championship in in." Keeping one season in perspective, not looking back or forward, he made the right call. Yes, he said, Joe Dumar said he would have rather drafted Chris Bosh if he could have done it all over again, but they won a championship. He did his job. They, you can't win any more than that. So if the Tigers go, which I'm assuming they'll go to the playoffs, let's not bank World Series, but they're going to be darn good. And our pitching's going to be great. Our bullpen needs a little jolt. So look for Brandon Inch to be traded for some bullpen help for the Tigers. But... What a great, great sports city that Detroit is. Wings doing very well. Pistons top in the East with up there with Boston. Tigers rolling. Not so much for the Lions. Lions. But for sport for a sports city, name a better sports city. Here that's that's the question. Name a better sports city than Detroit, professionally. Not to mention we boast a pretty good college draw. Name a better sports city than Detroit. Five one seven four three two thirty eight ninety three. You're shy? Email us, WDBMSports, WDBMSports at gmail.com. Brigitte, were you impressed with that trade? Tigers made a big move like that when all the talk was surrounding other pitchers, Santana, Red Sox, Yankees? Yeah, I think it's a definitely it's a good trade. Don Tarl Willis, I'm not that familiar with him, but I think you said he was a pretty good pitcher with the Florida Marlins. But definitely picking up Cabrera is great because we needed a shortstop. And now we can move uh, Guillen over to first place. And instead of having Casey, who will just give us you know good defense, but he's not a hitter, he's not a home run hitter. So now we have offense and defense, which will benefit us way more. Uh, one program, one team that's not being benefited right now as we keep it rolling here on the Spartan Sports Wrap. The University of Michigan, uh, they are wetting the bed, as they, as they say <laughs> in sports. They are really wetting the bed with their coaching search. It has been some time now since Lloyd Carr has announced his retirement. Michigan still does not have a head football coach. If this were Michigan State, folks, we would have been put under the bus weeks ago. How we were mishandling the situation. How here's another statement to the inferiority of the Michigan State program in comparison to Michigan. Guess what? Michigan is wetting the bed. I'm keeping it FCC compliant with my language. They're wetting the bed with this whole coaching search. If this would have been MSU, the media would have been all over Ron Mason, our administration, the way we went about handling it. Guess what? Michigan is wetting the bed, and as the days go on, the recruiting commitments will start to waver even more. Let's name a few coaches that have shown their disinterest 
in the University of Michigan after being contacted by the UM faithful, being floated contracts, being floated interests, whatever. We'll go in order of contact from what I'm told and what I hear. I'm somewhat well informed. Number one, Kirk Ferentz, University of Iowa. No thanks. I'd rather coach Iowa. Guess what? I also hear Michigan's not chalking up enough money. We'll get to that part in a minute. But Kirk Ferentz, I believe in a few years ago when he when Iowa had that great season, incentives included, he made nearly $4 million as a head coach. We'll talk about Michigan's issue with money and their legacy in a few minutes. I'm a little hot and bothered tonight. Les Miles, number two. We saw what happened there with Les Miles. Going to the NFL. May not have heard this one. Mike Trigovac, T-R-G-O-V-A-C. Well, didn't even know who that was until it was brought up to me, to my attention. No thanks. Uh, most recently, uh, we're aware of Greg Schiano, Rutgers. How about that, Michigan? Nice slap in the face. Hey, Greg Schiano, would you like to be our coach? Storied program, Michigan, legacy. Got, got, we've got a great pedigree. A quarterback factory. No thanks. I'd rather coach... Rutgers. Rutgers. <laughs> if, if you would have told me that like two years ago. Yeah, Michigan, the, Carr's going to retire. Yeah, they're going to go after a Rutgers coach, and he's going to say, no thanks. <laughs> Yikes, they're in trouble. So let's count one, two, three, four. Uh, that leads Michigan to their fifth option. New Orleans Saints football, NFL, Sean Payton. And it appears Sean Payton's not interested either. Michigan is now on to their sixth, fifth, slash, sixth, slash, seventh option. Let's put this, uh, let's put this in perspective. You go, whatever options you have, let's, let's go dinner. You know, you, you have your favorite meals. You get to that seventh option. Not very appetizing, folks. Not very appetizing. For you ladies, attractive gentlemen, one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh option. It's not getting it done. Not for not for you, for you Brigitte. Is a, is the sixth seventh option of anything ever going to be as satisfying as the first? Say you could go to your favorite restaurant. The seventh option going to be as good as the first? Definitely not. I mean, nobody wants to get like seventh place. You know. Okay. There's Brad Pitt, and then there's you know who there's me. Okay. <laughs> there's Brad Pitt, the ladies' number one option. Then you go way down the ladder, and then there's me. Ladies definitely going to choose Brad Pitt. Michigan same boat. I got a thunder and lightning analogy coming your way here in a minute. Oh, okay, I like Bu- those. Building up to it, Ray Ray, our, our one of our co-hosts, who clearly uh, is as inconsistent as the uh, the O five Spartans, not coming to the show again. He uh, he misses because he has to study for a final or some review. But you got to give good for you, Ray. Way to way to be a nerd. Anyways, here's a thunder and lightning analogy: University of Michigan. They're onto their sixth slash seventh option of a coach. And you know why? Part of it is because they're banging too much on the legacy slash pedigree drum. Oh, we've got a great program. Oh, we're Michigan. We have a name. Go blue. Great fight song. No. Apparently they're lowballing coaches with little money and selling their tradition. Guess what? The University of, of, of Michigan wishes they had Mark D'Antonio. I guarantee you, anyone in that administration would take Mark D'Antonio tonight. In their situation, they would love to have Mark D'Antonio. Some free press, I believe it was Michael Rosenberg hinted at that in one of his articles last week. But wow, I'm surprised that the media didn't jump on this earlier. 
I saw ESPN Joe Shad jumping on Michigan a little bit, but it's about time. They would have been all over us. Oh, Sparty does it again. Sparty can't handle a thing, can't hire a coach. Messing it up again in East Lansing. No, 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 no. Down the road. Michigan, wet in the bed. Your thoughts on the Michigan mishap? I mean, to go along with that, so many people were like jumping on us about how we just hired a coach so fast. Did we give proper like analysis to all options? Like they did give us grief for hiring D'Antonio so fast, but I mean, look at our program and then look at theirs. Like, I mean, just to be honest, I can't believe more people aren't jumping at the option to coach Michigan football. Like, to go along with it, they have created this like ideal version of like how Michigan football is and how it's viewed. So I just can't believe more people don't want to have that, you know, perceived honor of coaching Michigan football. Here's why: because one, it's perceived, like you said, and two, uh, guess what? Nobody cares about tradition these days. It's about money. It's about Bottom money. Line. Let's let's put it out there. It's about money. No one cares about tradition these days. Ask our generation. What are we? Are we? What are they classified as? Generation gener- Xers. I think Generation Y, actually. I don't know. Our engineer Lisa, any help on that? Are we Generation X? Why? Why? I think she, it's Y. With yeah. Generation Y, Lisa pulled an all-nighter, wrote three papers f- that were due today. Last one due at six p.m. So, got to show some love to Lisa, getting it done in She's the still in, here in the classroom out. and on the boards. Lisa is tremendous, a tremendous engineer for us. But guess what? Nobody cares about tradition. The generation wires that we are, us 22, 23-year-olds, no one cares about tradition, really. It's a nice thing. It's nice that, oh, this picture, this memento, this sword from this war that used to be grandpa's, those are nice things. They're not held in as much esteem as they were in decades past. Tradition doesn't, the word tradition doesn't hold as much significance as it does as it did as in years past. Did. Disagree, agree. 517-432-3893. Our email address, if you'd like to drop an email, wdbmsports at gmail.com. Michigan's problem? Quit lowballing. Quit selling tradition. No one cares. No one cares about what you did. No one cares about your co-national championship in 97. When a Nebraska team really should have won it outright. But, you know, good for you. But no one cares about that. Guess what? We won a Big Ten championship 20 years ago. No one's selling on that. you got to sell the here and now and the future. Michigan State's football program in a much better situation right now. Look to the Duffy Doherty football building. Look at the addition being built. Look at the suites that we've built at our stadium already and that Michigan is replicating Michigan doesn't get this thing tied up and put a bow on this. Their their program's going to be in a decline, and they're going to have a band aid coach just to cut co- just to cover the cut mm-hmm. while it gets infected even more. You feel me on that? You get? I do. That's not my thunder and lightning <laughs> analogy though. Tradition may have mattered in decades past, but not now. I'm going to keep going here on Michigan in a, for a little while, just for a little while more. Your they thoughts? It. Your thoughts, folks. Raymar Morgan joins us later this hour. Michigan State men's hoops. Measy Morgan joins us later this hour. If you'd like to get in the house before he does, about 745, Raymar Morgan. Uh, our number, 517-432-3893. Michigan's coaching situation, a total mess? I believe so. Uh, now we're hearing names like Brian Kelly. We're going right to the phones, though, and I want to hear your voices, East Lansing. Welcome to the Spartan Sports Rep. Hello. What's going on? Hi, my name's Jack. Jack, um, how you doing? I, I'm, I'm doing good. Um, 
you know, I hear you talking about the traditions and the, the bottom line is money. And, and in, in our culture today, um, the bottom line usually is money. It's not for me. Um, and I, and I think it's sad to hear that, that you, um, perceive your generation as being all about money and nothing about tradition. Cause I just think that's sad. Um, I don't know about this whole football thing. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's all about money and no tradition, but, um, Man, I, I just I hate to hear you sell your whole generation out as being cheap like that, and you don't care about Grandpa's sword. You want money, you know that. That to me is really sad. That's all I really called to say. So thank you. Hey, thank you. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to generalize a generation. I don't want to speak for everyone. But let's put it this way: If you're a coach, and you can go to the University of Michigan, let's not lie. Great football tradition. I'm not going to discount tradition as a whole. If you want to go to the University of Michigan and be a football coach and make make $2 million, okay? Great tradition there. Or perhaps, hypothetically, you want to go to an up-and-coming program, Central Florida. Say Central Florida, hypothetically, and make $3 million, over an extended period of time, when you weigh the tradition against that extended millions that is going to take care of your kids' kids, I say the majority of coaches will take that money. Tradition matters, but when you put it up against big dollars, that's why coaching in the United States and collegiate athletics in the pros is such a carousel. Find me a coach, maybe Joe Paterno, maybe Bobby Bowden, that has a tenure where tradition matters. In those other coaches, those other universities where it's been a carousel of coaches, it's tough to establish tradition. So I stand applauding. Yes, things, yes, tradition matters. There are certain things in families, in cultures. Tradition matters. But it's tough in America when you're going to pit tradition, Michigan's football tradition, Against millions of dollars. It's tough. I don't want to say tradition does matter. We have tradition, I have traditions of my family. But in the realm of athletics, it is tough to see. Even, not even our generation. The, the college coaches out there aren't our generation right now. Why do you, you know, it's, they, they're cheating kids. They're cheating student athletes. How do I know this coach is going to be at this university for the, my entire four years? They up and leave for the for the highest bidder. And we want to say tradition matters. Maybe it has to be realm specific. We're dealing with the realm of sports. I think tradition is great. I don't want to discount. So I agree with that caller. I don't want to jump the gun and discount that issue. Bridget, go ahead. But then to go along with that, you look at coaches like Nick Saban, who used to coach the Spartans. They jump around for the best offer. And so how can... I mean, I would like to hear what this caller has to say about why people aren't jumping at the opportunity to coach a tradition-filled program like Michigan, like what he thinks is missing. Because obviously there's other factors as opposed to tradition that, I mean, clearly we're overlooking that nobody wants to have deal with Michigan. Yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to come off as a shallow, yeah, you know. money-hungry co-host, you know. Uh, but we do have an email, and uh, this email comes from from uh, Vince in El. 
So uh, we appreciate the email. He says, how about Charlie Weiss? And we speak about Charlie Weiss. Uh, you look at Charlie Weiss at Notre Dame. It took Charlie Weiss, what was it, seven games to earn a new contract at Notre Dame. You want to call that history tradition, seven games? Yes, Notre Dame, great football tradition. When I went there this season, I respect that tradition. Mm-hmm. The stadium, there had a, it had an aura. It had a tradition. You look at Charlie Weiss. Sources peg that between 30 and $40 million. Weiss originally signed a six-year contract through the 2010 season. Now his deal goes through 2015. Yes, there's a great tradition at Notre Dame. So you could maybe applaud Charlie Weiss for staying there. But here's my point. Applaud Charlie Weiss's agent for doing what he does, the businessman, getting that extension for millions to get Weiss extended through 2015. He is one heck of a salesman. One heck of a salesman. One tremendous agent to strike up that deal. Just through seven games. I believe it was after they lost to USC. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. But if you'd like to join us here in the Spartan Sports Rep, we got a few minutes before Raymar Morgan joins us on the Spartan Sports Rep here tonight, Michigan State Hoops. But yeah, I don't want to discount tradition. But definitely, I'll say this. Here's to sum my points up tonight. Tradition was held in higher esteem in decades past. And maybe it's what the media enforces, but especially in the realm of athletics, in the coaching positions, money has been overpowering tradition, and that may be the situation here with the University of Michigan. I don't want to discount Grandpa's sword. Mm-hmm. The caller even brought it up. There are some tremendous things, but... Nowadays, it seems money is outweighing tradition. Yeah, I mean, that's disappointing, but that's kind of the bottom line, you know. But uh, we may have a phone call. We may not. I'm going to hold on here in a minute, but we keep moving forward. Michael Vick, keeping it with football, (laughs) 23 months in prison. A maximum of five years, he's dealt 23 months. Is justice well served in the Michael Vick case? We're going to the phones. Welcome in the Spartan Sports Rep. Raymar Morgan, what's going on? Not much, man. How you doing? We jump right to Raymar Morgan. Sorry for the quick transition, folks, but Raymar, thanks for your time. First off, Ray, you look at the past week, two big wins. How big were those wins on the road at Bradley and at BYU? Um, they were huge. Um, it was a tough environment to play in at Bradley and at uh, out in Utah at BYU, and, and, and we're just happy that we got the win. Uh, when you look at BYU, Ray, a very talented top 25 team, people talk about the, the climate out there. How much did that have an effect on how you guys played? Uh, definitely. Um, thin air out there is really tough to, to play in. Um, their, their crowd get, gets into the game, and, and, and they're a very great team. And, and it's really hard to play out there in that type of atmosphere. Raymar Morgan joins us on the Spartan Sports Wrap tonight. Ray, uh, you look at your productive season, 17.7 boards. Where do you think your increased production compared to last season is coming from? Just experience? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, just a year of experience it helps you a whole, whole lot. Um, just knowing different sets and, and what the defense is going to throw at you, it, it really helps. Are you a fan of schedules like this, non-conference schedule you have, where coaches will pitch you against the top talent across the country? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, it's, it's only getting us ready for tournament time and, and things of that nature, and, and guys are getting better each day in practice, and, and we're looking forward to these type of games. Raymar, who's impressed you most out of those freshmen so far? Um, all of them. 
equally, I think. Um, everybody brings something different to the table. Um, with Darrell's athleticism, Chris' shooting ability, and, and Kalen, his, his great penetrating game. So um, each, each, each freshman uh, brings something new and, and, and something unique. Raymar Morgan with us tonight. Raymar, uh, you played with a lot of players across the country, from AAU to USA. Kalen Lucas, extremely quick. Is he one of the quickest guards you've ever played with? Yeah, I think so. Um, Kay's one of the quickest. Um, it's, a, it's a few quick ones um, out there in college now, though, but Kay is definitely one of the quickest. Raymar, you guys kind of had a slow start against BYU on Saturday. What were some of the big adjustments that Coach Izzo made at halftime that sparked that great second-half run? Um, just our defense intensity. I think uh, we didn't we didn't come out ready to play, and, and we didn't we rarely, we rarely play defense um, in the second half. That was, that was our main concern, just playing defense and rebounding, and see where we end up at the ten minute mark. Raymar, when Travis Walton went to coach Izzo, we know he's a starter now, but when he went to coach and said, "I want to I want to come off the bench," I, you know, I, there has to be some six man role. What was the team's perception of that, and how did you guys receive that from Travis Walton? Um, it's great um, that he would do do anything of, of that nature. Um, that just shows his character and what type of guy he really is, and how committed he is to the team. Um, Travis is a hard worker and, and, and works uh, hard every day. So uh, we're just thankful that we had that type of leader. And Ray, you guys have a week off to prepare for IPFW Saturday. Is there is there any worries about the team having the week off and having to deal with finals and come back and play Saturday? Um, no, I don't think so. Cause we're still practicing, so um, it's, it's not not that much worry, though. Um, I, I don't know too much about IPFW, but I know they're they're a fairly decent team, and, and but we should, I think we'll be ready to play on uh, Saturday. Ray, people have pointed to Drew Neitzel maybe struggling a little bit shooting, but in my opinion, it's just a matter of time until D Knight gets it going. You agree? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, he, he's uh, he's working the kinks out every day, so. Um, each day he's shooting the ball better, and, and I think he'll explode in, in one of these games or so. Raymar, lastly, what is his biggest area of concern, the biggest area this team needs to improve on heading down the stretch with the Big Ten season a month away? Um, I think we just need to mature a little bit. Once we mature and just everybody learns their roles, I think we'll be a great team. Raymar, thanks for your time. We appreciate it. Uh, no problem. Raymar Morgan joins us. Sorry about that quick drop in, but hey, uh, we're not on. They're on. A, we're on their schedule. They're not on ours. So Raymar Morgan, thanks for your time, brother. We appreciate it. If you missed that interview, just tuning in. Raymar Morgan joined us. Check it out. It'll be up in a few weeks. Impact89fm.com. Simply click the podcast and Spartan Sports Wrap Archive. Yes, the Michigan State basketball is coming up now. We'll skip the Michael Vick. Twenty-three months. Fair. That's that's going to be tough. In nearly two years, he can I believe federal guidelines eighty percent, eighty five percent of that he'll serve, so he could be out mm-hmm. in April of '09. Hypothetically, good behavior washes his dishes. Well, I believe that's actually what he's doing. But Michael Vick will learn his lesson, and I believe uh, by his statement of starting to serve that time early, that speaks highly to me of his character. Yes, we made a mistake. People make mistakes, but we live in a country. Here we go again. We're talking. We're talking about Americans. Let's, Tradition let's, again. <laughs> yeah, we live in a country that you know maybe thrives on the the second chance, the story of second chance. So let's not bash Michael Vick anymore. He made a mistake. He's doing his time. He went in early. He didn't try to hire top dollar lawyers to fight it. He bit the bullet and went down. 
little tough that he got that positive marijuana test a few months ago. Yeah, that doesn't that, help. That hurts you. But he'll get it. I'm, I'm hoping he gets it cleaned up. Does he play again? Yes, there's going to be a team that will take a chance on him when he gets out of the joint. And trust me, I bet you Michael Vick will stay in shape somehow, some way. He'll be hitting the weights. He'll be throwing a football. Trust me. He'll be he'll be all right. He may, he's not going to be the same Mike Vick, but he's going to be all right. And there's going to be a team that's going to take a chance on him when he gets out. Might make him better, actually. Make him more focused, more mature. Give him higher character through this whole experience. But Michael Vick, 23 months in prison, sentenced today out of a maximum of five years. So we move forward, though. Michigan State basketball. Raymar Morgan just joined us. Sorry that it kind of just popped in there, but guess what? We got to deliver the content when we can, baby. So we just we do our best. Huge past week, though, as Raymar explained. Two big wins at Bradley, at BYU. There's not many teams in the country in the top 15 that could do what we just did. Go into hostile environments, record-setting attendance environments. Got a chance to catch up with Coach Izzo today. Many interviews, many clips I got coming up here in just a second for you. But although they weren't Cameron Indoor in Carolina, Bradley and BYU were big wins in tough environments. Coach Izzo talked about venues, the venues across the nation, and where Bradley and BYU rank amongst them. You know, I played a lot of places. And still the Dukes of the world or greater Kansases are great, but those two venues under those circumstances ranked right up there in the top six, eight, ten places I've been uh, with the hype and everything of, of that event. So uh, when you can walk away from there, it just gives you another measuring stick, and I think both teams felt they played pretty good, and we still survived. And I think uh, I'll be able to use that down the road. Coach Tom Izzo speaking on the, the venues that are, that were now, chalk them up, two dubs, two W's, Bradley and BYU. Significant, Brigitte, in terms of building the resume for the tournament and building confidence, I'm assuming? Oh, for sure. It just, you need to be able to win on the road to be a good tournament team. And the fact that we were able to pick up two huge wins, like the scores really don't reflect how tough of an environment it was to play at. I mean, it was a good test for our young players to see what kind of adjustments and improvements they need to make, even for our seasoned players. You know, it's kind of a wake-up call that the season's going to be tough. They're meshing with a new team. So I think it was a great test to their character. Which player had the most impressive week to you? Hmm. I'm going to go with Raymar. He, I think, for us starting off kind of slow on Saturday, he definitely kept us in the game, and I loved that dunk that he had off Neitzel's missed shot. So I think he's definitely a powerful player. I think he's going to be great come tournament time. Yeah, tremendous. Raymar Morgan putting up career numbers. Yes, he's young, but, boy, 17, seven, eight, bo- eight boards a game, a couple assists, shooting over 60% from the field. And once again, for the third straight week, I'll hammer it in. Raymar Morgan putting up all this production in less than 27 minutes a game. Mm -hmm. And you look at what our guards averaged last year. I would say Neitzel and Walton were up there in the mid-30s. This is eight, nine more minutes of court time. Raymar Morgan could average 20 points a game, folks. That is not out of the question. With the way he gets his buckets. He's not getting his buckets by living or dying at the three-point line. Raymore Morgan has taken nine three-pointers on the season. Not that he can't do it, but he gets his money other ways. He eats other ways. He can go to the lane. He's such a glue guy. Yes, he he has flashes of brilliance at moments. Flashes of stardom. 
but I think he understands his role. He cleans up the glass. Like you said, that tip dunk off that missed rebound Neitzel, that was huge in a momentum garbage man, momentum turn in the second half. Huge. And you look at how, how he hits the glass, seven and a half boards a game, nearly eight. You look at what a Big Ten leader is going to average for the past few years. If Raymond Morgan's up there at nine, ten boards a game, he'll be up there with the leaders. If he's up there 18 to 21 points a game, He'll be among the Big Ten leaders. And he just may battle for Big Ten Player of the Year when it's all said and done. But guess what, folks? Do not count Drew Neitzel out of this equation. I've said it for weeks. He will not shoot this poorly or continue to play this subpar to his par. Drew Neitzel is a winner. There's a reason he was voted Big Ten Player of the Year. We're not even into the conference yet. And when we get there, teams just can't double and triple Neitzel all day. Throw the box and one on him. Leave Raymar Morgan one-on-one against his own. See what happens. But Drew Knights will get it back going again. Not to mention he leads the Big Ten and assists a turnover ratio. Takes care of the rock. But he's gonna he's finding a shot. He's getting it off better. And we will be fine. We look at the two wins now against Bradley and BYU. We head home. Head home. IPFW, the 15th and 19th San Jose State. Texas at the Palace. We got that one circled. Be against Texas at the Palace of Auburn Hills. That's on ESPN2, the 22nd of this month, 6.30 p.m. Don't forget, the Spartan Sports Wrap on hiatus from tonight until New Year's Eve. Come back New Year's Eve. Whatever you're doing, popping the bubbly, eating the cheese, join us on the Spartan Sports Wrap. We're only on 7 to 8, so the festivities for New Year's, I'm sure, aren't started by then. You can have us on in the background. But I will be here fresh out of Orlando. I get back the 30th, coming right up, having a special bowl wrap-up show with all the content I gather in Orlando. Don't forget, we're going to have a special little addition to the Impact page, I'm hoping, here in the next few weeks with that bowl coverage. So daily, instead of waiting till that show, you can go to the website, click on the link, click on the, the Spartan Sports Wrap, and listen to interviews and not have to wait to hear them on the show Monday. But I will have differentiating content from the website to my show so you can listen to both and be refreshed with Spartan Sports content. But if you'd like to join us, you'd like to pick a bone, you'd like to get rowdy, like that one caller was a little upset with me about the tr- the tradition statements, go ahead. Uh, this is a public platform for debate. 517-432-3893. Just about five minutes left to go in the show. Don't forget, coming up at 8 o'clock, the Jazz Spectrum. I see Jeff strolling in with his bag of goodies, all type of CDs and MP3s to spin for you guys at 8 o'clock. But we look at this team, Brigitte, going down the stretch. Two attendance records last week. What does that tell you? Two attendance records, like Bradley set a home attendance record, and then Salt Lake City's was the most fans to ever watch a college basketball game. What does that tell you about this program? I think fans are excited to see what Coach Izzo has up his sleeve this year. Um, I think it'll be great for the tournament. Home advantage, kind of with the extra players, give that kind of home field atmosphere. It'll help a lot. That's just great that the fans are coming out and supporting. Hopefully they'll go down to Florida and support the football team too. Absolutely. I believe we sold over over 7,000 tickets at that 12,000 allotment. Tickets are still for sale for the Champ Sports Bowl, msuspartans.com. But I did get a chance to catch up with Coach Izzo today. His thoughts about the attendance at those two games last week. Record-setting attendance at Bradley over 11,000 and at BYU over 16,000. 
at the Utah Jazz's arena in Salt Lake City. Here's what Coach Izzo had to say, his thoughts about the attendance record set last week. That that kind of meant a lot to me, you know, because I, I, I felt like, um, you know, that meant that it was a real big game for them and that it was a real big game because of who they were playing. And uh, so I think that gives us one more notch, one more step up towards to where I'd like to get before I uh, say sayonara. And uh, uh, it definitely, I think, was good for our players, especially our young guys, to see that and see how a mistake here or there can affect you when you're on the road and all of a sudden things get rolling, the crowd gets into it and everything starts going against you. You know, I, I think that's a positive. And I guess the one thing I can say is I've thought that my whole career. And um, I know some schedules seem better or worse, but and they probably have been, and none will meet that one ever again probably. But there's been a lot of them that have been pretty good, and I think this year's is shaping up to be one of the better ones if you really look at where we had to go to play, who we played, and, uh, and who we got left to play. So, yeah, that was, uh, that was a positive for Michigan State and Michigan State's program. We go right back to the emails. I may have misinterpreted Vince's early, earlier email about Charlie Weiss maybe being a candidate for the Michigan job. Heck no. H-E double hockey stick, no. I don't think Charlie Weiss would go. It's, it's great that you're throwing it out there. Uh, we look and you bring it up. I like that you bring up, uh, Terry Bowden. Uh, Terry Bowden, six, successful coach, 93 National Coach of the Year. Uh, obviously we know who he's in the pedigree of, Bobby Bowden. But, uh, obviously Terry Bowden, most famously maybe known, uh, a motivational speaker. I think he is. But uh he's the son of Florida State's head coach Bobby Bowden. Uh his son is his brother, Tommy Bowden, head coach at Clemson. Uh his other brother, uh Jeff Bowden, is the offensive coordinator at Florida State. So a football rich family. But uh Terry Bowden. I don't know. Maybe thinking outside the box is Vince. Good. And he, I like that. I like that. Thinking outside the box. The motivate, Michigan needs some motivation right now. They're on to their sixth and seventh options for head coaches. That's scary. Okay, when you get down to that option, like we discussed, you're picking dinner. We're talking McDonald's and barrel. Wendy's right now. <laughs> we're, 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 struggling <laughs> for, we're struggling for dinner options when you get down to that sixth and seventh <laughs> choice. But don't forget, we'll be back the 31st. If you'd like to get a quick call in, 517 432 3893. I may go to 801 just to, to clear my thoughts here, Jeff, as he prepares his, his jazz tunes for you guys coming up right after us here. The jazz spectrum will be on forthcoming. But Michigan State basketball, huge week last week. Get those two wins. That'll come big come tournament time, come seeding time. Yes, we point to that UCLA loss. We'd like to have that one back. But all in all, a successful week on the road. Hostile environments. Coach Izzo. Very slept very well, I'm sure, when they got back from Salt Lake City. But that's it. It's eight o'clock. This has been a production of WDBM East Lansing. Props to my engineer Lisa Gibbis. Three papers in the last twenty four hours, getting it done. And this is it for Brigitte Royan. Happy holidays, everyone. Merry Christmas. I'm out. See you New Year's Eve. But don't forget ImpactDate9FM.com for all your champs sports bowl updates. Thanks for listening to the Spartan Sports Wrap. You've been listening to the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact Exposure. Tune in every week for more of the greatest sports information, news, and analysis. Here and only here on Impact 89FM.